Alvin Kier. <laughs> hey, y'all, hey. <laughs> I'm so fancy. I'm about to talk about her, y'all. Welcome to another <laughs> to episode eight. Okay, that many fingers. Of um of Theories and Thoughts podcast with your girl, Anya and... Fancy. Yeah, I'm about to talk about Fancy real quick before we get into these news topics. Yeah, Fancy. Is <laughs> be like, are you going to do this? We've been we're on episode eight, and Fancy still be asking me, you going to do this? We going to do that? I've just been, it's funny, y'all. It's funny. Because she was like, you're going to be ready, right? Soon as the countdown. <laughs> I'm like, I, look, I just like, I, I am precautious. I mean, that's just kind of me. Not to mention just, I be, I be doing so much, like I'll forget. So I forget the order that we be in. I don't intentionally be doing it, but like, you know, but that's why we supposed to be a team. You supposed to be like, you know what? I already know she like this. <laughs> it's funny to me, y'all. That's all. Anywho, today... Let's get into these news topics, news that you can use, or news, just informational um, that has to do with our community and our culture. First thing on the docket, the docket, the first thing on the list is Byron Allen versus Comcast. So if you haven't, if you haven't heard, Byron Allen is, um, is suing Comcast, and it has become a civil rights suit. Um, <laughs> Francis is going to tell y'all more about it, but is what is happening is the thought. What? Oh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry, y'all. Go ahead, on. See, <laughs> we be trying to share on our page. So if y'all see me looking down, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, let me, let me, um, let me share this on our on my page. Um, anywho, as I was saying, um, it has become a civil rights suit. It had look, 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 look at mine. That's a shame. Mine did the same thing. I don't know why. Anywho, <clears throat> back to what I was saying. I'm so sorry. Byron Allen versus Comcast is a civil rights suit. Um, civil Rights Act of 19, keep me on this fancy 86, you said? Um, 18, the Civil Rights Act of 1866. 1866. So, <clears throat> fancy, can you give us some more information on that? I sure can. So, um, with the suit, it is um, Byron yeah, Allen's I don't company. Be doing it, like you know. Oh like, wow! Wow. Okay. <laughs> see, this is why we need like uh, um, what I don't know, like an intern or something. Because I'm sitting here like, where is this coming from? And it's me. But okay, my apologies, y'all. So the suit is Byron against. Well, it's Byron Allen's company, which is Entertainment Studios Network versus Comcast and Charter Communications Incorporated. And so um, basically, it's like Byron Allen is saying that Comcast and Charter will not carry his shows on their uh, on their channels and. And so he's being discriminated against. And he says that the reason why he feels like he's being discriminated against is because there are um, other, other media outlets or networks that are white owned that have lower ratings than his shows do. So basically that's what um, Comcast and Charter are using like as their excuse, like that his ratings um, aren't good enough for them to carry the shows. So he's saying that that's not necessarily true. So when they first went to court, um, they went like they started off at one of the lower courts, but now it has gone up, of course, to the Supreme Court. And I am not a political analyst or you know anyone like that, so I can't just give you all the all that. But um, I wanted you all to I wanted to know that, of course, he did win with one of those lower cases, which was which allowed him to be able to move up to the Supreme Court. But um, when they did so, that's when they began to like the thing that the thing that's of importance is that. His win at the lower court system allowed him to be able to work his way up to the higher court system, whereas he can then be able to um, do the do the discovery so that he can provide, you know, the facts and the information that he's saying. Like, whereas he can actually have an investigation take place and then be able to say, like, hey, so this is the network that I was referring to in my example. So um, the 
The thing is the that it does violate the Civil Rights Act of 1866. And this act is a provision which is now part of the 42 USC section 1981. That provision is one of the nation's most important civil rights laws because it prohibits racial discrimination essentially in any sort of economic transaction. The language of the statute says that all persons have the same right to make and enforce contracts as white citizens. So this is where he's saying, you know, that he's being discriminated against. And this is kind of like the, the ground that he's standing on. And while I've been still kind of like reading, you know, just trying to follow the case and get a better understanding as well. Um, like I know Dr. Boyce Watkins, did say, you know, it's not as serious as Byron is making it to be. But at the same time, being that we are working in media and we know, you know, how we don't get that many opportunities, there isn't as much money out there for us. You know, like we don't have the same opportunities as our, as our wider counterparts. So I understand, you know, from that standpoint, why this case is of significance. So I'm all for it. Like, I want to see what's going to happen. Um, now, I know when he was talking with Charlemagne, Charlemagne in the Breakfast Club last week, um, or maybe that was the week before, but they were kind of like, you know, how far would this set us back? But I don't really think that it's as as drastic as they were trying to make it out to be. But um, if anybody would care to come on and discuss this further with us, then, you know, definitely let us know because this exactly. isn't really our field. We're reporting the news. So, um um, my, my thought is always if you don't stand for nothing you'll fall for anything so kudos to byron for standing up for himself and if that's how he feel that's how he feel <coughs> i'm i don't have a right to say no byron you shouldn't feel that way or that's not true or anything like that that's my whole thing and when i seen it come across one of my girlfriends lauren actually um sent it to me she was like you need to sign this you need to sign this and of course I went on and signed it and I was just like, um, you know, I was like, wait, you know, let me, let me see or whatever. And I, I always look at stuff. I look at, I read everything or whatever, but I did sign the petition. Um, because I feel, I feel like if he felt like it was strong enough, then it's strong enough, no matter how deep it is, you know, I would have you, if he felt like it was strong enough, it was strong enough. So. And also, not to mention, um, just he mentioned it in the Breakfast Club interview that he is like paying all the court costs, you know, like there isn't anyone else helping out. So obviously this is of, you know, some significance now again. And that's this is kind of me like always being the Libra and weighing both sides. Like Dr. Boyce did say, you know, Mr. Allen is a businessman. So he's trying to, you know, get that support behind him. But I, I still understand where he's coming from. And I'm just going to continue to follow the case. Sounds good to me. The next thing we have going on is Monique sues Netflix for discrimination. Those of you um, <clears throat> may have remembered last year, Monique um, called for everybody to boycott Netflix. Um, according to Monique, Netflix only offered her $500,000 to tape a special for them. <clears throat> but reportedly had paid Amy Schumer $13 million Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle each $20 million for their own Netflix special. Now, when this first hit, <clears throat> okay, Faith and I haven't talked about this. Out of everything, this is what we, we just haven't talked about. So I don't know how she feel on this, but I'm going to tell y'all how I feel. Um, I felt like, <clears throat> especially last year, I felt that Monique hadn't been around and they didn't know what her, the money, the recoup, because people, whenever they give you that money, they, they want to recoup that money. They want to recoup, um, they want to recoup that money back. So they give you this much because they're expecting to make more than that or what have you. So um i felt like it was crazy <laughs> and just the way um y'all i'll tell y'all all the time i have three people that i follow wendy williams hush um charlamagne <laughs> and jamil hill and of course us right media um so on the breakfast club she was on there and just the way that she acted, it just was and all her antics i just was like monico sit down for a long time, I was just like, Monique, go sit down. So anything she was doing, I just was like, okay, girl, whatever. I didn't even want to pay attention to her no more because it was just her antics. So it's another case of I felt wrong, so support me. Um, 
now she's suing for discrimination. <clears throat> she's suing for uh, for files race and sex discrimination. Now, I kind of have to weigh in with Charlemagne, and he was like, it's going to be kind of hard to prove that on a network that has so many inclusive um, shows. Um, it's a situation of she just wasn't happy with how much they was going to give her. <clears throat> I kind of want to say, when he go sit down, but at the same time, I just say, Byron, fight for what you want, you know, if you don't say it. That's kind of how I'm thinking, too. Um, I mean, like, like, as far as the fight for what you want, I agree with that. Fight for what you want, but I just feel like just her antics kind of made it look, look silly. Fancy. Um, so I did not get to read over this one, unfortunately, but, um, so I wanted to ask, did you say that the suit is, is it just, is it racial discrimination? Is it sexual? Like, does it break that down? Was it okay? Cause, um, and I asked in the comments, I was like, um, once you look at those numbers though, think about it. I mean, 500,000 to what was it? You said 20 million. Like a lot of people, a lot of people that may be like, oh, she should have just taken the 500,000. But I think kind of like as a business person and as I'm learning, like, and, and this is kind of what we've been talking about with women in equal pay. So I kind of understand, like, if they can get that much, you know, this, that's like chump change when you think about the 500,000, you know, she could go through that and just like that. So I, I just kind of like, they can go through what they want with that 20 million and still have mm -hmm. some to save. So that I would kind of feel a little some kind of way about that as well. But um, one thing <laughs> I do also think is that I oftentimes forget like Monique had her own show. You know, um, we all watch the Parkers, you know, like I do agree, though, that HBO also does have, you know, uh, a diverse. Wait, is it Netflix? Netflix has exactly. a diverse. Yeah, they have diverse programming because I watch a lot of their different comedy specials and it's not always just black people. I just sometimes just sit and watch them. So I do see that as well. But I just I don't know if she really has a strong leg to stand on either. I mean, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I do understand where she's coming from. To me, it's almost like kind of one of those situations where in the end, like you just kind of fight for the next person that comes after you, you know. And that's true. <clears throat> um, Tiffany Haddish got eight hundred thousand. How much did you say Amy Schumer got? Amy Schumer got. I had to go back to that page. Sorry. No, you're good. Amy Schumer got thirteen million. Um, but who's hot right now? Amy Schumer's hot. Chris Rock. <clears throat> Chris Rock, Chris Rock is a legend. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is a legend. You got to look at the clout. You almost got to look at the clout. And then another thing is this. I just, I feel like it would have hit better last year when she was trying to call for that boy cot than it's hitting now. Um, I find, I feel that why not go to another platform and show the numbers that you can get and show them how they made, how they made a mistake. This was one of those instances for me that I feel like, let me show you that I don't really need you. You know, like, yeah, you cool and all. I gave you the chance to be that number one, but since you didn't want that spot, let me move around and let me show you how you messed up. And that's what I feel like this is. I don't, I'm one, I don't want to be, I don't. Okay. Case in point. You know, I always say, if you got to choose between me and another person, and people who know me know this, I'll tell you in a minute, if you got to choose between me and another person, you choose them. It's one of those things. I'm not trying to be in a situation where you really just don't want me. Or I feel like you really just don't want me. It's kind of like a bad breakup. I'm trying to make you want me. I'm trying to make you see the value in me, but you're not seeing the value in me. So let me get mad and tell all my friends not to talk to you no more. Now you just said a mouthful right there. Huh? I said you said a mouthful right there. But I was kind of thinking too, you know, I do agree with the timing of it, but you know, sometimes people be getting all their information together, whatever. But um also I kind of think like 
it's almost just time for her to let it go, you know, like because she's almost like she's holding on to it. And we all know how that can affect us, like holding on to things. And I love Monique. Like, I mean, I like I, okay, like I enjoy her, though, you know, I don't watch so I'm not trying to knock it or anything. If there was any type of way I could support it, I would. But a part of me just like, OK, sis, you know, like, let's do something else. You know, maybe right now there's all these investors and, you know, we're talking about all this, this and that. Like, maybe try right. to uh, crowdfund or something and get something up, whereas you can have still be doing something of your own. And then, like you said, you know, just show like, hey, I did this. And that's kind of been my whole thing, even throughout my whole, you know, the life of the magazine is to not be in a position where someone else has to like really I have to really like uh I guess I'm not going to say have that approval, you know, but I just like to be able to march by my own beat. And if that means that I'm going to have to go about things myself, then I'll do that. Now, I mean, right. you know, we have been trying to work on other agreements now, like a placement. And that has kind of changed things for me and just kind of made me realize, like, hey, at some point you're going to have to listen to somebody else. But other than that, you know, if I could do it myself, then I'm going to do that. Like, I don't I don't really like to share my coins unless it's with the people that's working with me, you know. And I agree. I agree. And I, I kind of feel like I remember when I interviewed Red Grant last year for the magazine, he said he was funding him and Kat was funding his project and it was going to shop it around. They have too many platforms. They have so many platforms. If Netflix don't want you, OK, somebody else is you're Monique. Try HBO. Why she didn't try HBO? Why it has to be Netflix? You know, why, or why not try to maybe partner with one of these um, black stream, black home streaming services that are coming out? You know what I mean? And like they do some type of collaboration, whereas that can also help them. And then, but oh, but then they made, of course. Now they're that's definitely not probably going to be the same amount of money. But if you look real, as you say, then you know you might still find some type of joy in that. Or like you said, at least you're building up your portfolio to be able to say, hey, now Netflix, look at the numbers I did with this company and so on. Why so. she can even get stock in the company. Some people get stock in it. And then when it blows up, they have, that's that's the capital that they gain. We have oh, like, uh, you yeah, know, like the other did with Uber, right? Was I, it Uber? It was, I think it is Uber. I think it is Uber. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. So... Hey, anything else on that one, Fancy? Nope. Good with that one. All right. So we had three new segments because we wanted to come back around to the Rodney Reed case. Since our last broadcast last week, there have been some allegations that came out that stated that Rodney also, <clears throat> there were some women that came, they had open cases that he raped um, some other women. Since... Mm, I want to choose my words, <laughs> my church, my my words. Um, well, which which you was about to say? Well, you want me to go first? Cause I was, I feel like I gotta say something. Cause I was the main one. Like y'all, this is a life. I'm not gonna lie. Right now, I am so conflicted. Like I, I just honestly don't know. I, I'm steadily reading stuff, and I'm like, I even start right now questions. Um, just trying to better understand because even like. Uh, we shared the video that Amanda Seals um, made, you know, where she was talking about the other discoveries, about the other cases and stuff. But even before that, I had already kind of saw something, whereas another, maybe a blogger or someone was saying how they first found those other cases. And that kind of alarmed me. Then when Amanda started speaking, and I'm like, okay, um, this really seems like it's legit. But I still never got, I, I still wanted to go back to that first article, whereas that girl had like a link to the um, the actual documents like the court documents i wanted to go back and look at that for myself but since the whole after we shared the link and um people started coming and saying that like you know oh she retracted that sean king said i'm just not gonna go off of what sean king said but <laughs> even what i mean and i'm just saying i have nothing against sean king but i mean you know just being honest and that's that's part of what we're supposed to be doing here is reporting news accurately if there's already other things in the news kind of you know going on about sean king then i can't just say because sean king said oh let me just go along with that but um and just from everything that i'm still finding i still see like these other allegations as being concerning and it's seeming like a pattern and also um one thing that sean said was like he was like if there was no one that died that person is still living 
But as I started kind of going through the cases myself, it seemed like there was like maybe they were still referring to two different cases. Um, in the case of the student, I think like the 12 year old, uh, I think that was uh, James Slaughter who was arrested for that. But then when you go down and you see that that um, in the case like with Rodney Reed, that his DNA was still found like in Linda Schuler, Schuler, or he was still connected to that case. Um, that's like where I'm getting confused. So, yeah, I just keep wondering, like, how do you keep accusing someone of the same thing? That's the reason why I'm kind of like, I know a lot of people are like, well, he's not on death row for those, you know, those allegations, but it still seems like, well, it, it still seems like it could not just be the best situation. So I'm just I'm just kind of concerned because I asked people to sign a petition. So I'm like everybody else now. I'm really just trying to better understand what's going on. From what I understand, um, it was a pattern. It is a pattern of and all those women can't be lying. It's one of those situations of all those women can't be lying. But at the same token, you know, he was on their road for he was on death row for this and this is something that he didn't do a lot of people may have not backed it if they would have known the rest so it's kind of like y'all kept everything from us before we can know you know know all everything so it's a sad situation um i'm glad that he's not getting executed but if he's staying in jail for the rest of his life i'm okay with that well, the stay is um, also only for 120 days, from what I discovered. Too, but do you do you have anything else on that matter? Um, because I see that Keandria has joined in. I want to go ahead and bring her in, but first get our sponsor out the way. And I hate to just cut you short, but you know me and time and stuff. Yeah, yeah right, clearly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now see how she do it, but then she be talking mess I'm about you. I, really, I don't like having people wait on me. That's part of my anxiety. I do not like having people wait on Andrew, me. I'm, I'm sorry, so, Okay, I'm sorry. So before we bring y'all, Kendra, I want to just recognize our uh, new sponsor for tonight, which is Compassionate Living Group. Compassionate Living Group homes are a family-owned and operated group of residential care homes. <coughs> excuse me, consisting of senior care homes, residential treatment centers for children, and transitional living centers for young adults. Their first home is a personal care home for seniors located in Houston, Texas, and their residents receive 24-hour comprehensive care and assistance while staying in their homes, which consists of fully furnished private and semi-private rooms. Also noting, we're going to be sharing um, all the websites in just one crawler tonight because be live updated on us so you all will be able to check out all of these people once we're done but thank you to compassionate living group who are sponsoring the new segment for tonight and um so november is national family caretakers month um this is very important to fancy and i because um, I have a caretaker, shout out to Miss Yvonne, my father's um, fiance, because she takes care of my father. My father had a brain injury um, in right after right after Easter this year. And um, she's been taking care of him. He cannot do anything for himself, nothing. And it's a lot. So we wanted to first say thank you to every family caretaker that's here out there. Um, Fancy is working on gathering information on her um, on how to better assist her grandmother. So this was so 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 important to us because um, I want to say Keandra had put something in the post that Fancy had asked about um, gathering information. So we wanted to bring her on, guys. It's just that simple. It's just that easy. I reached out to Keandra. She was like, "Yes, she would love to come on." <laughs> This is a topic that is so, so near and dear to our heart. So Francis is going to tell y'all more about Keandra. Okay. And also, because uh, I, I don't know if you can tell when the guest has, arrived, has come in. But so I do have Keandra uh, Anderson on. Keandra is the founder and CEO of Assured Managed Care and Consulting. Is it a Kende? Is it? It's K-A-N-D-E. Like, how do you oh, candy. It? It's oh. Candy. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been trying to like, okay. 
Okay, a candy LLC company. So, um, Keandria actually owns a, a company that assists. Like, you actually pro do you provide the um? Is it the the caregivers? Is that or you can better tell us. <laughs> Hi. So first of all, thank you, ladies, so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here because this is something that is really near and dear to my heart. So, um, y'all, first I gotta say too. I'm in my car because I honestly thought this was just going to be audio. So I um, y'all, I had to throw the wig on. I had to try, I'm like running around trying to get something. So I didn't want to go back to the office. It's too dark and I'm scary. So I didn't go to the office. I had to sit in my car and um do this. So I hope you can see me okay. But um, my company is Assure Managed Care and Consulting. And what we actually do, we actually are a lifestyle management uh, agency. We focus on health and safety for communities, um, geriatric, senior care. Um, and our focus is basically to reduce senior morbidity. So one of the things that we do is to offer geriatric care management. I actually owned an in-home care company for about 10 years. So that's what you were kind of referring to earlier, where we actually hired the caregivers. Um, all of our clients were either senior, uh, were paid with Medicaid, or they were private paid. 90% was funded through the state of Louisiana with Medicaid. After I closed that agency, I started the care management and consulting. So what we do is actually help families um, to uh, the parents, caregivers to find resources that will help seniors to better manage their life. Um, so some of the services basically that we offer are just re offering resources to caregivers. We offer um, assisted living placement. So if you have someone that you feel like your, your loved one needs to go into uh, assisted living facility. We will actually go with them on the tours of the facilities so that we can kind of get a better idea or the families can get a better idea if this is where their um, their loved ones need to be. So that's just, that's a little bit about our agency. And I apologize for not telling you it was video. I thought I had told you it was video. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No problem. <laughs> Fancy was about to say something. Uh, actually, because I got kicked out for a second, and so I missed some of it. But I, I'm sorry that I that I can follow, though. I, I just apologize for being kicked out. But um, so you're saying that you all just basically like, is it more so that you're providing the resources, like you're guiding them, you know, as far as where they need, what they need, you know, who to contact exactly. and so on. Okay, so and I guess that's kind of um my first question because I wanted to know, like, basically, is there some type of um checklist or something you know like whereas we begin to see or even maybe even before we even get there what are some of the signs that we should be looking for like you know before we decide hey we might need to them somewhere well, actually let me um i'm a t the what we actually do is through the state of louisiana we have a license to actually provide care management services so um louisiana is one of the oops y'all i'm so sorry <laughs> I have, no idea, I have no idea where that came from, but um, this we have uh, the state of Louisiana licenses us to provide what's called um, case management or now they call it support coordination services. So we have to go into the homes of persons who have been either private pay or they have Medicaid and Medicaid is paying for that client to receive our services. So we basically coordinate all of their care. We will go and we write a comprehensive plan of care, which will detail what services they need. If that includes um, finding housing, if that includes um, assistance with ADLs and IADLs, um, we will help them find um, if they need to get food stamps, uh, if they need to, even if they need to apply for Medicaid before they actually get their services. Because some of our clients may pay for this out of pocket and in the meantime, they can be, we can help them apply for Medicaid because we have a, a contract with the state of Louisiana to actually help them apply for Medicaid services. So we will uh, go in, help them get the services that they need. We write a very detailed comprehensive plan of care. Y'all, it's seriously so long. It's, it's, I mean, like hundreds of pages that we write, but it's because we want to make sure that everything that the 
client needs is in detail in that plan. And mm -hmm. if anything changes as far as their health situation, then we can go in and help them um, get those new services that they need. So some clients need um, like durable medical equipment, which would be um, like the like the bedside um, toilets, or they may need a ramp built to their home, like environmental modifications to their home. Then we come in and we help them do that. Um, as far as a checklist, one of the things that is on our website, and I actually can, um, five of those I can go over now, but we have like a checklist of things that you would want to um, go over as far as being a caregiver, because caregiving is really hard. <laughs> and it's, it's, um, it takes a lot out of a person to be a caregiver. So it is really one of the top, y'all, okay. Yeah, it's like a ghost in my car. Seriously. <laughs> um, in that type of evening, girl. It's <laughs> but there is, um, we do have a checklist. And some of those things I actually did jot down because I, I, it's so important to recognize and be aware of these things as a caregiver because you're providing care. A lot of people are providing 24-7 care for their clients or for their loved ones. So, um, one of the things that I always tell every all the caregivers is to seek support um, because a lot of comp a lot of people don't recognize that a what you're feeling as a caregiver, uh, every other caregiver is feeling the same way. It is a very stressful job. So seek support, find um, community, find agencies in your community that offer services um, in some communities. I know here in Louisiana and where I am in a meet, we actually have a caregiver resource and support group. So you can go to those, go to the, go to monthly meetings just to make sure that you're getting the support that you need to better be able to care for yourself as well as your client or your loved one. Um, the second thing is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. So self-care is a very important thing. Um, Get your nails done. I know it sounds, you know, it may sound, um, what's the word, um, selfish, I guess. But guys, it is so important to take care of yourself. Another thing would be um, to, what did I write? Resources. Find resources. I uh, offer free resources all the time. If anybody wants to just send me a message on Facebook or any of the um, my website or any of the pages that we have on social media, message me anytime and say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. Can you just tell me what I need to do? And I'll be happy to help you. One of the main things that I always tell everyone is to try to get what's called um, an emergency, a personal emergency response system. That is very vital. Um, we actually have a product called Electronic Caregiver. It is so important to family members and to um, clients or loved ones because it actually provides. Fancy, you are frozen on me, girl. Am I? Am I good? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I can hear you and see you. Okay, good. Um, all right. So, Electronic Caregiver is actually emergency response system, personal emergency response system. You actually wear it on your arm, just like it looks like a smartwatch. It will allow for anyone who wears it to be able to reach emergency services just with the press of a button. So, and then another really good thing is about that system is that there is an app that you as the uh, caregiver, you as the granddaughter, the, the daughter, the son can actually check on your loved one by logging into the app. So electronic caregiver is a really, really good resource. Um, another step is to organize. That's the fourth step. Organize now so that if situation changes, the, and your loved one's health changes, it decreases, you know, it gets worse, then, or have bills and everything organized, living wheels, um, insurance papers, make sure you have all this somewhere that you can actually readily access it so that if something does happen and you need it, you know exactly where it is and you don't have to wait until when everything's all hectic and you're running around trying to figure out where it is. Another step is for acceptance. This is where you need to listen to your body. Accept what your body's telling you as a caregiver. This is a very stressful job. It um, A lot of people get depressed because you're worried about your loved one. And if you can't take care of yourself, then you aren't going to be able to take care of your loved one. So I, I don't know. That, did that answer your question? 
There was something else yes. that you asked and I forgot that what it was. was. A lot. I'm sorry. That was a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I'm sitting here like, girl, I'm about to email you. I'm about to email you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I once I, I started, I will keep going. So you're gonna have to say, okay, girl, um, your time is up. Um, we gotta go. No, this is this is good information. This is what we needed. Um, I do want to also tell you that, um, some of the steps in caring for your loved ones. Um, I did a um a video about maybe two weeks ago on the seven stages of dementia. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that there are seven stages to dementia. And I did that um, about two weeks ago because I had a lot of people asking. So we went through the seven stages just briefly. But dementia is it is a very it's a, it can be a very long process. Well, it is actually like I said, it's a seven stage. It is a long process, but you don't realize it usually until it's at that fifth stage that's when the symptoms really are there but there are signs to start watching for before that and actually i can send that to you and if anybody wants it then i'll be happy to send that link and you guys can see that um yeah. we some, can repost that. oh good some other steps that um when you're caring for your loved ones some things that you want to look for um or to help them with is to ensure that they have the adls which is the activities of daily living this is where you want to make sure that they're still able to feed themselves to um, that they have mobility, um, hygiene, dressing, those kind of things that you these are things you want to start looking for, making sure that they're still able to do on their own. If they're not, then this is when it's time to either step in as a caregiver or to find someone that offers in-home care services. Um, most in-home caregivers there are a lot of private ones. Some of them you can definitely get with the um, through agencies that are funded by Medicaid. And it don't if you don't have Medicaid, this is what uh, a lot of people get afraid of, I guess, when dealing with Medicaid and the state and the Department of Health. It is a long process, but there are programs that you can get while you're waiting for what's called a waiver. Waivers, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, the last time I checked the waiver, and this was about a month ago, the waiver was about 10 years as far as a waiting list. So there is a very long waiting list for waivers, but there are programs that you can get on like long-term personal care services. So you can get those services for your loved ones. You won't have as many hours as say a waiver would provide, but you can get those just by contacting your local department of health. And in Louisiana is it's Department of Health right downtown. Um, I forgot Third Street. I forgot the street, but it's right downtown um, Baton Rouge that you go to. Or you can actually contact some of the local personal home care services and they will be happy to give you that information. Um, the other thing, other than ADLs, um, assisting them with IADLs is a very big help to, to seniors. They don't like to ask for it, but this is where you want to offer assistance with errands, um, their medications. Um, you can you can use the pill, you know, separate their medicines and put them in the, the pill bottles or the pill boxes. I'm sorry, where they'll know what to take and when to take or the electronic caregiver that I mentioned earlier by pressing that that button that's on your watch it'll actually let you know it's time to take your medicine. So this is, that's why I stress about personal emergency response systems and electronic caregivers so much because it is such a huge aid when it comes to uh, senior care. Um, I have to ask, I'm sorry to interrupt, but <clears throat> excuse me, I know you, you mentioned that, um, that we can actually track their activities uh, via the watch, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's well, actually I know, like, what type of activities is it tracking? So if she uh, were to have it and she hits the button, you know, like I guess to stop the reminder, then that's it. Does it? It's going to tell us that okay, the medication was taken, and it's, it's like that basically. Exactly, that's exactly right. So the the watch, it looks like I said, it looks just like a um a smartwatch. What it does is if she presses the button, then it will tell you um 
it'll actually call 911 or any other emergency services. And it's really customizable. So it can actually call. So if it was your grandmother, you can have it set up to where it will call you first and then emergency response or it will call emergency personnel and then you. So the other thing, like you mentioned about the medication reminders, you would be able to see in your app if you if she hasn't taken a medicine or if she hasn't responded to her notifications that are coming up on her system so you can then either call her her or you would know you know i need to go check and see what's going on because she hasn't responded so there are you know it's very customizable and it's very easy for seniors to be able to, to to work Okay, now, uh, Anya, did you have another? Look, I got questions. You got another question? <laughs> we have we have two different situations right now. Um, mm-hmm. My father is not elderly, but he needs a caregiver because he's mm-hmm. not mobile anymore. He has sundowners um, and he has Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. So right now I am in the middle of finding a facility to take him for rehab. Right. Um, any... If you're and, you're right. and it's going to be in Louisiana. So that's why I say, girl, I'm calling you. I'm coming out. <laughs> like, meet me here, girl. I'll bring you to New Orleans with me. No, but, that's fine. Um, so are you, see, and that's one of the things like that you want to consider also. Um, are we, you know, do you, you would have to define or decide if you want to do I, um, assisted living, um, independent living, nursing homes, rehab. So there are a lot of different options. And then once you decide, like if you are doing rehab, then does he go home with assistance? Does he go home with nursing care, with home health assistance? He's going to have to have assistance and his fiance takes care of him. Shout out to her. Um, She takes very good care of him. And I feel like she will be the one to give the best care because she can give one-on-one care to him. But I need to also find her assistance because it is tasking on her body. I went and took care of him for a week. And honey, and I was like, fancy. I don't know how she do it. (laughs) But but I also was working as well. So, um, so I need like where I'm at right now is he will have to go home with assistance and she's going to be assisting him. I just need to put him in a facility for right now so he can um, get stronger and um, get her help. She was denied um, assistance. So I'm just kind of like, what, what am I looking for? Is there any places that if anybody else is in the same boat and they're in Louisiana, um, they're in New Orleans, you know, that's in the same boat, mm-hmm. you know, what, what can you give me? So if you're doing rehab, there are some centers that actually, um, when you do the rehab center, they do have social workers and case managers that are there. They are supposed to be able to plan out this because we actually just went through the situation with my grandfather. So they should actually plan this out before you even leave there. A lot of them don't, unfortunately, because I I mean, they're, I do understand their caseloads are really heavy, but that's their job. So um, that is that that's going to be one thing is just to stick on them. That's actually one question that you can actually talk to ask them about when you're finding rehab centers is to see exactly what level of involvement the social workers play in um, making sure that he has what he needs while he's there and when he leaves. Um and I'll actually send you some questions that you can ask when you're like calling around or when you're visiting the rehab centers. I'll send you some questions that you can ask just to so you can kind of feel a little bit better about, you know, I mean, that's your dad. You want the best care for him. So that way you'll have a little you'll be a little bit more armed and as to, you know, when you're ready to go in there and you actually meet them or call them and set up an appointment to meet them. But yeah, right. it's a lot of options and it's hard. And I know I'm in Texas, so being wow. a caregiver, his financial caregiver, because she takes care of him, but I, you know, I make sure everything else runs. So right. that's um that's what I had. Fancy, what you what you got going on? Um, well, okay, and I'm just being honest. My grandmother does not like I, when you said acceptance earlier. I just knew you were about to go into like. How do I get her to accept the fact that she needs assistance? 
and um yeah. or like even like the eights and so on like we could get her the, the watch and she still probably wouldn't use it she does not take her medication mm -hmm. and it's just like really getting to that point whereas it's like basically taking her to doctors and then I probably need all look I need all the resources because <laughs> <laughs> taking her to the doctor though honestly taking her to the doctor and she's like um one thing I've, I've noticed it seems like the doctors never say anything about mental health or anything you know mm -hmm. and so it's almost like she's just being neglected or abused but she's she's just not doing anything and so I have to um my grandmother's actually in Mississippi so I come from Louisiana to assist her but um, it's just, it is a lot. Like last time when you said that about the caregivers, I was like, I never really even thought of myself as a caregiver because I'm still kind of stepping into this role. But like, I was literally in tears at the doctor's office the last time we went because it was just so frustrating. And I was telling him like, I just don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know how to even begin to navigate through this. So I like the fact that you mentioned, um, what did you call them? The, the, like the daily things. So um, idea of the activities of daily living. Yeah, because I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, so now because I'm trying to, you know, get the other family members involved as well, but to be able to provide them with this type of information, like, hey, you know, we already know this, you know, we already know that, like kind of go through that list and that way they can better see my points. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, it just seems like it's so much resistance. It's not just resistance from right. her, but it's resistance on all ends. And I'm just kind of lost. And then one of the, because I hear this a lot. Yeah. Okay, she can hear us, but it's like you're coming through very distorted. We're not hearing you as well. Okay. okay. I don't okay. know what happened. There it is. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. we're good now. Um <laughs> I did have a client that had the same situation um, about last, last week, week before last, and the husband did not want to accept what was happening. He um, he's in very late stage Alzheimer's, but he does not accept that. He um, so it's kind of that made me think of what, what of that story when you were talking about your grandmother. One of the way, one of the things that we got him to kind of go move around and accept it a little bit more is because we kind of focused on the granddaughter who was taking care of him because um, they're in their late 80s and we explained to him that you know it was taking a lot on her and he was wor more worried about her than himself so mm -hmm. we switched the angle and focused on her more than him and he ended up accepting the services so um because they were able to be able to keep track of him because he actually was getting in the vehicle leaving and would be gone for hours and would not even know how to get back home. Oh, so oh. we were able to, you know, show him that with the, the watch, it has GPS tracking in the system. They were able to keep up with him as well as the app find and find out where he is more, you know, way easier than trying to get around and driving. They were deep in the country. So they would be driving for days looking for him. I mean, it was just this series. So it, um, it, I guess it's more of just finding out like what really is, she doesn't want to lose her independence. Nobody does. A lot of people, you know, just cannot accept the fact or do not want to accept the fact that they can't do things, especially our seniors. They don't want to accept that they can't do what they were doing before. So the, that the trick is just trying to figure out what would make her more, accepting of it as opposed to just forcing it on her so it has to be kind of a little bit of a give and take I, if i guess if that makes sense instead mm -hmm. of just forcing on her saying this is what you need mama you need to do this don't make it seem as that you know she needs it because she's never going to accept it if you keep telling her this is what she needs to do and that that's been my experience it's going to be more of a you know, how can we work together as opposed to do this because I said do it or do this because the doctor said do it. Okay. Because my issue, even though my dad has sundowners and he's in a shape he is, mm -hmm. he's in the hospital right now because he thinks he can walk. So he's, mm -hmm. he's trying to walk and I'm like, daddy, you can't walk. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, he can't understand what I'm saying. So it becomes... It becomes a lot. And when you just said that about the the um, 
about the caretaker, the caregiver, I know that I'm probably going to just take my stepmom out next week because I'm coming home for Thanksgiving, take her out somewhere and everything and, you know, just kind of treat her right. because it's hard. It, it, and you, you've even said it, you know, it's really hard being a uh, caregiver. To someone, especially someone that you're used to being so mighty. And for me, with my father, it was like my Superman. This is my yeah. Superman. But now, you know, he can't do nothing for himself. You gotta feed him, you gotta change him, you gotta bathe him. And that was that right there. Lord, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's almost like he just turned his head and I was like, I know, daddy, I know. Right. <laughs> it's hard. It really is hard. But ladies, y'all, I mean, really anyone, if you can't, if you don't have Medicaid, I would highly suggest applying for Medicaid. Um, yeah. Medicaid has changed a lot. Um, the guidelines have gone up. The income um, levels have risen a lot um, under Governor Edwards and a lot of things have changed. So even if they can't get approved for the waiver, there are other programs that they can get into in the meantime. So applying for Medicaid and getting those services would be one of the first steps. Um, and That's what I'm trying to see which one he had. He had Medicaid. He has I have Medicaid. to apply for Medicare now because what I don't appreciate is he's been working his ass off for all, all his life. Mm -hmm. And he gets disability now, and his right. disability and his disability is too much. And I'm like, he's taking care of her and him, where they're not married. Apply, call and find out about some services called long-term personal care services. They are a little bit different than, um, like I said, than the waiver program. It's a lot different. You don't get as many hours, and then that also is it's a little easier for someone to that's not family to come in and take care of a loved one as it's, it's actually a lot e way easier, not on, on the caregiver, but also just on your loved one. Because like you said, the bathing, the grooming, they don't want you doing that. I mean, they would honestly it feel better if it was somebody that they didn't know, as opposed to somebody that they did know. Um, it's just a mental thing. I, I don't want my kids, God, you know, God forbid, but if something happens to me, I don't want my kids wiping my butt. I really don't. I don't want them doing that for me. It's just, that's just me. And a lot of clients have felt the same way. I don't want them taking care of my grooming. And I've heard a lot of clients that say the same thing. I don't want you doing it. Just, no, just leave, find somebody else. So believe it or not, a lot of people would prefer someone that they don't know then that's where if you have an agency, then an agency has already vetted that person and they have done the background check and um, done the drug testing and all that good stuff. But if you don't, then there are still, if you don't go through an agency, there still are resources that you can actually get the background checks, the drug tests, all that done on your own. Okay. Yeah, I was, I had to pull up the the email, the thing, so I can see that's what I was doing here. Like, okay, let me see what it was that he had. <laughs> Because I, mm -hmm. I, I have to apply for the next thing. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to put him on private insurance, but then I was like, he's in Louisiana, so it's probably better to, right. um, to do it like that. Um, and then, let me tell you just one last thing. There is Medicaid, there's full Medicaid, and there's partial Medicaid. So even if someone's approved for Medicaid, Medicaid will not pay, partial Medicaid won't pay for these services. You do need full Medicaid in order to get those services, those in-home care services. Okay. I just wanted to ask, do you have something like, um, I know we talked about the resources and you say you got a lot of it, but do you have just something, because I saw something similar, um, where is this like a, 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 maybe it might even be like, <clears throat> excuse me, in a PDF format or something, just kind of like a template or a guide as far as like when we're trying to collect that information, you know, like mm -hmm. as we're organizing, um, do you have any type of products like that? You mean as far as like what to look for and in, kind of like a planner or something almost um i just happened you to see one online and i was just trying to see if you happen to have something like that I, did. I actually and that's why the website is down we are like revamping everything i actually have a free book it's a planner it has dates and everything in it it's um pdf format so you just download it 
um, use it over, you know, keep, just print multiple copies. It's for an entire year. So once that year is over, then you just print another copy and start all over. So it is, it's free. It's on the website. I just, um, it should be up. They told me by Monday we're working on it now. So what's today? Tuesday? Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to Tuesday. Yeah. So by Monday, hopefully before Monday, it'll be up, but I will, I'll, um, let you know, I'll text you. I mean, I, uh, email you and let you know when it's up. Okay. Great. You had anything else fancy? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Kendra, I promise you, I'm going to be, you're going to get sick of me. Listen, you about to get sick of me. <laughs> so we're like, girl, this happened and I need to know this, that, and the other. But you have been a wealth of knowledge. Everybody, I hope that you got something out of this. If you have not, you can contact, you can find Kendra, IG, the Health and Safety Maven, on Facebook, the Health and Safety Maven. And her website, it's down right now, but it is www.assurecc.com. I'm going to make sure I put it in our um, comments and it's going to go everywhere. You have been like, and I love the fact that you're like, it's hard. Because so many people that's in that in the health field, they're like, oh, it's it's all right, it's not hard. But for a person who's not used to that, I don't want to see all of that. And right. now I have to. Now I'm in this position. So, um, Fancy has added the crawler as she um as she told you guys. We only was able to put it in one crawler, but again, I'll put it in there. Keandre, do you have any um, final words? No, ladies, just thank you so much. I'm like I said, I know I will talk forever about this. So thank y'all for letting me run on because it I'll I'll keep going. So thank you so much. And um if I if anyone has any questions, if I can be of help to anyone, don't hesitate to reach out to me. All right, thank you. Bye. Have a good night. You too. That was a lot. <laughs> I'm kind of like, okay, I'm thinking now we need a therapist. We need like a, a older type of therapist or something or a medical doctor or someone to come on. Because I'm, I'm, I'm still, I mean, I'm doing this for everyone's benefit as well. But it's just still some, some other questions. I'm just kind of saying like, okay, so this may not be within their field. Okay, who else can I talk to that's going to, you know, I'm still, I'm still trying to, to navigate basically. That's the beauty of having this platform. Having a platform to be able to get the information to everybody because we're not the only ones that's going through this. Right. We're not the only ones that's dealing with this. We have two different situations. My father is not as old as your grandmother. And they have two different types of situations. He just cannot take care of himself at all. And your grandmother, she's living on, his, on her own. She's able to, you know, to do different things. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot, y'all. It's, it's a it lot. Is. Especially being from a distance, and I'm in Dallas. She just gave us a lot. I almost feel like we need a part two. <laughs> a part two on what to do, what questions to ask, and how to get through to the people that don't play with me. You know, because sometimes they, I had to get get one of the nurses together. Look, baby, I'm his power of attorney. You gonna give me this information? Because, you know, setting up a code. I found out that I need to set up a code at the hospital. So when I call in, they will know I'm the power of attorney. I was going to ask her about like um, when she was saying that about the applying, if we'll be able to do this, you know, if we can complete these applications and so on ourselves. Or is that going to be an issue? Because like you, you like you said, you're, you have power of attorney with your dad, but I don't have any type of, you know, legal whatever with my grandmother other than I think I just added myself to her HIPAA information or something, but that's about it. But it can be hard, you know, trying to get information for them or uh, the doctor's offices, you know, may not want to give me the dates and things like that. So it is really crazy. And in a lot of ways, I do still almost want to say we should do a part two because the main reason I know, of course, like we both share, you share that we both have, you know, our own things going on uh, related to this, but also I just think it kind of seems like within the black community that we just kind of let our elders just go down you know it just like i just remember all the uh older black men that would come drink coffee every morning at mcdonald's and it just seemed like nobody was looking out for them so um just now as an adult and as i'm aging and i'm just seeing like i think we need to be doing more like we shouldn't just be 
letting them fall by the wayside, you know, like, or just letting them film fend for themselves. But now also just, even as I mentioned kind of before with my own situation, I also see how mental health kind of plays in things. So I definitely still, like I said, I still have more questions. Cause even with the whole doctor situation, um, it's like, they never mention it. And I want to get the, uh, the, the, the checklist about the Alzheimer's that she mentioned or the sundowners, like I need to look more into seeing what this is because no one has yet to say this about my grandmother to say, although I know they can see is something there. So, right. so yeah. But, okay. So <laughs> that segment, that really deep segment. And again, shout out to all the family caregivers, um, care, Family Caregivers Month, especially mine. Miss um, Yvonne has been such a treasure to us. Um, I remember dating this guy and he was like, I just want to meet somebody who's going to wipe my butt if I get sick. And I seen her love for my father in action. And I see it all the time because that's what she want to do. It is her desire to love and take care of him. So I never want to neglect, you know, giving her a shout out, especially with it being Family Caregivers Month. Um, our sponsor for that segment is author Lisa Bradley. Author Lisa Bradley began writing inspirational poems for special events, occasions, and family. But then things started to, started to happen that led to use um, um, led her to use poetry as an expression of what she was going through and feeling at certain times in her life. It allowed her to clear her mind. Like singing, it became therapeutic. Miss Lisa started writing later in life than most. However, God's timing is perfect. She is now the proud author of several books and has a line of faith-based home decor and puzzles. Um, you can find her at https um, colon. All right, <laughs> okay. it's down there. <laughs> it's scrolling. So you don't Lisa have to. Lisa-Bradley.com. Um, so that's, thank you, um, Arthur Lisa Bradley, for being a sponsor for today's podcast. Also, um, for our event for this week, it is hosted by Star Management Consulting, and they present the Hello Beautiful Women's Conference, which is taking place in Atlanta, December the 7th, um, from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. This event is all about encouraging women to understand their beauty through God's eyes and not their circumstances, experiences, or society. So this event is hosted by Lady Shannon Ayers. Um, it's going to be at the Atlanta Marriott Northwest at Galleria. And they do have room specials available. So um, if you all are looking at the crawler, there's an email address there if you're interested in reaching out to Lady Shannon about those room specials. And then I also included the Eventbrite link if you're interested in purchasing tickets. And again, I am proud to say that we are doing their programs for this event so definitely check that out because it's going to be something else you know more that we like to offer more to those who are doing events like getting involved more with your events so um so yeah and uh we have speaking our announcement oh <laughs> yeah i was going to say speaking of if there is ever a topic that you've been wanting to get information on y'all hit me up admin at sweathair.net Maybe it's something that we thought about also. There are so many topics, y'all. I am so happy to have this podcast because we can talk about things that really affect our community. Things that may be taboo or things that we're just wondering. Thank <laughs> you. Um, announcements. We have a new partnership, new opportunity for entrepreneur businesses, owners, business owners, um, entertainers, etc. Swagger Magazine and Meet the World Image Solutions LLC has become has come together to offer both of our platforms at a discount rate. For only $60, our companies will give you the ultimate digital exposure package. Contact advice advertise at swagger.net for more details. Don't forget you can catch the replay on you on TuneIn, Google Play, SoundCloud, and YouTube by Friday. Of every um of every week. Also, if you're looking for to learn more about our advertise packages, please contact advertise at swagher.net. If you would like to be a guest on our show, you can contact me at admin at swagher.net. Again, the topics. Um, if you would like to be a sponsor, contact me at admin at swagger.net. Once we get off, because I didn't want to just keep looking down at my phone, I will be adding um all of the websites and everything to our um to this to this feed. comment section yes the comment section <laughs> thank you 
Thank you all again tonight for um, joining us. I hope that you learned something just like we've learned something. I kind of got excited. I feel like I got empowered, um, empowered to be able to go forth and handle this business. Um, Fancy, any more theories or thoughts? Uh, no, the issues will be arriving tomorrow. They're supposed to be anyway. So um, I'm going to try to like hop on and just show y'all how they look because I'm so proud of us and his issues. And also, if you all don't know, Anya actually did the cover story interview. So this is, you know, yeah. Oh <laughs> I was really excited about that. Thank you, Fancy, again for giving me the opportunity. You're more than welcome. <laughs> also, if you're ever, we're, we're looking for writers. If you're a journalist, if you thought that you could write back in high school, contact me. We're always looking for writers and we're always looking for brand ambassadors. So if you want to know more about our programs, contact me, admin at swagger.net. And, and marketers and sales reps, you know, like that's kind of the same thing. So, yeah, we're definitely growing. Our post was showing y'all our microphones came in, too. So, yeah, like we're going to be doing big things in 2020. I hope y'all ready for us because um, I'm ready for, you know, whatever comes. Thank you. So, good night, y'all. Bye.